Hey guys, Dan Walsh from here. Welcome back to the Edgy Conversations podcast. I think about a lot of things over the last 48 hours. And I know this month we're talking about money, but it feels like this month has been a major test for me about willpower, about priorities, about having a plan and sticking to it. And I just wanted to spend a few minutes on a related topic, because I, I think this all comes back to finances, and I'll, I'll get to there, get to that in a little bit, how I think it comes back to it. But I just want to talk to you for a few minutes uh, as a friend, just to talk about priorities. Maybe you don't get melancholy like me, moody, I guess is another way to say it, but I go through these phases from time to time where I just start asking myself, does any of this really matter? Uh, I mean, really. Like, does what I'm doing matter? Does anyone care about this podcast? Does it matter that, you know, I write a blog every day, that we have, we're constantly mining inspirational content, that we're putting on events? And by the way, I'm not overly, uh, I'm not trying to be overly, um, you know, melancholy or anything, I guess is only, I've said melancholy like three times now, not moody. I'm not trying to be moody or sensational into this. It's just, I start asking myself, uh, and, and I don't know if you get this way or not either, where, where you just, you're busy, you're busy. And you look at yourself at the end of the day and said, huh, I did a lot of stuff. You know, I'm training as an athlete. I'm doing all these different things, but did I do things that really matter? So how do we answer that question? One, I don't even know that it's the right question to ask. That, that's actually one thing I'm, I'm actually trying to talk to myself. Is that actually even the, the right question to be asking to myself? Because frankly, the, the onus is on me to prove that it's the right thing, right? Whereas what if I just had the attitude that if I do it, it is the right thing because I'm doing it. Started listening to Eckhart Tolle's The Power of You last night. But this isn't about another book. <laughs> I'm sure you got, you're like, dude, stop talking about the books. I get it. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I'm, I'm a book nerd. But uh, previous to that, I finished reading Deep Work. And this is something that I can't wait to where we get this in our monthly, in our monthly uh, materials, monthly materials, because I really want to dive into this a little bit deeper. Essentially, the answer to my question, does this matter? Do, do I matter? What, what I'm doing? Does this even matter? Comes down to answering another question, which is, am I doing deep work, right? Am I, not does it matter, but am I reaching my full potential as far as the work I'm, I'm doing? Cal Newport, I bought the book twice. I'm, that's my new thing, by the way. I'm buying all my books twice. I buy them in Google Play audiobooks and then in Google Play book book. And the cool part about that is, the neat part about that is that it allows you to, to kind of, you can use it everywhere, right? You don't have to just have it in one place. You can use it a lot of different places, which, which is cool. It's what I need. Um, and and Cal, Cal first, in his first section, so it, it's a, it, it can, and again, I'm, I'm listening to it. You know my typical thing, listening to it on 2x speed or whatever. But, um, you know, he, he makes the case in the whole first section about the need for deep work. I don't think any of you here 
um, would argue that you need to be doing deep work, right? I don't think anyone here is saying, oh, I don't need to do deep work. That's BS. I think all of you are saying, yeah, I, I, I know that I need to do things that matter. I know I need to be doing things that, that, that get me to where I want to be. That just makes sense, right? That just that totally, that totally makes sense. So then, uh, which comes down, which, you know, it comes down to, uh, you know, kind of a simple, a simple thought process, which is why don't we do things that matter? Why don't we do things that matter? And I think it's because we're too busy doing the things that everyone tells us we should be doing. And he talks about the difference between deep work and shallow work, which is cool. He doesn't like email a lot. He sees it as the enemy. I don't know. I, I disagree with him on that, by the way. I think if someone takes the time to send you a message, then you should respond to them. That's kind of been the whole, the whole model that we operate by. And so, yeah, when I hear people talking about like, oh, I don't, I only answer my emails or I make it hard for people to message me. Here's what I've observed. And it, by the way, this is a slight derivation. So if you read the book, you know, I, I don't totally buy into everything, but you know, people write you sometimes just because they want to be heard, right? People are in pain. People aren't always trying to game you. I'm not sure trying to steal your time from you. And I've learned that from time to time, people have surprised me by just, you know, sharing after the fact the, the, the power of getting a response. Um, I've had people say to me, you know, dude, I, I, I read your book about how you attempted suicide and you responded back to me. I thought I was going to get a PR person. I thought I was going to somebody else and it really blew me away. Well, that's no thing for me to send back a two sentence email that says, hey, thank you so much for sharing your story. I'm delighted. Let me know how I can help you. Like that's just common, decent courtesy. By the way, okay, since I'm going down this path, let me say this. I don't know where the fuck we went as a society where people feel like they don't have to answer their phones. People don't feel like, I mean, if we were in, in company, polite company, and I walked up to you and started talking to you, and you just turned your back and walked away, you'd be the biggest, you know, dirtbag in the world. That's so rude. However, when it comes to email, people say, oh, I don't need to respond. When it comes to chat, it doesn't need, I don't need to respond. Uh, you have to prove to me, and by the way, Cal makes this argument in his book, which I don't agree with. You have to prove to me that your message is worthy of responding. Okay, but not everyone knows those skills. You're assuming I've already read your book, right? You're already assuming that I, I know how to send a good email. Somebody in help who needs help, they just go, help, help. They don't know how to ask. They don't know how to be they just know that there's pain and frustration in their life and they want it to go away. Okay, that was me going off on a little bit of a tangent. That's just my opinion. And someone screaming out for help is not someone that you berate because they didn't get the exact GTD, gets getting things done for those of you who are productivity Nazis like I am. You know, they didn't get the exact step right. And so we exclude them as if we're some elite, you know, uh, bastion of the perfect model, the perfect way. So, okay, what am I saying to you? I read his book. It inspired me because I need to be doing more deep work. I do. Let me tell you how that's impacted my life already. I read to you the first chapter of my book. And 
Where did it go? Here it was. The Law of Awesome. And there's 10 chapters so far. Chapter one is a story. Chapter two, why be awesome? There's one, two, three, four, five, six laws of awesome. And then chapter nine, you have to be willing to break rules. And then chapter 10 is a story that wraps everything all together. And I went from zero to 11. Uh, let me, let me, let's look at it right here. Uh, 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 oh, that's not right. <laughs> uh, I went from zero to over, I pulled up the wrong document. I pulled up my outline. Outline had 4,000 words. I was like, wait a minute. That does not seem right. It's not right. Um, word count, 11,149 from zero to 11,000 in a couple days. Now, some of that's text that I've already written in other places and I'm assembling. And, and, and so, okay. So his challenge about doing deep work already made an impact on me because it's, it, it's less about the chaos and the franticness of just doing things and more about uh, being available and open and willing to eliminate distractions and put your head down and, and, and just do work, just do work. So what's, what's the answer to all of this? What's the answer to all of this? When it comes to finances, it's easy. Well, it's not easy to get a second job. I was going to say it's easy to get a second job. It can be easy to say, okay, I'm just going to get another job. Or I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to do two or three things and immediately all my problems are going to go away. What's a little bit more difficult, frankly, if I can be candid with you, is for all of us to take a hard look at where we've been and where we want to go and put the pieces together. That, that's hard. That's hard. That's hard because it doesn't come naturally. You can't just sit down one time on one day and automatically have it all sorted out. It's just not, it's just not, it's not going to work, right? That's just not going to work. You have to agonize over the process. And the only way you agonize over the process is to have time to think about the process. Really, really, really think about the process. Now, how do you do that? I don't know. <laughs> I'm still figuring it out. But what I've learned so far is this is that if you, if you book your day full of transactional things, right, things that are important, don't get me wrong, you got to do those things. What happens is you end up having done a lot of things, but not doing things that matter. So one of the things that I'm trying to work on is carving off chunks of time. Let's say it's an hour and a half here, an hour and a half there, where all I do is jump into specific action items that need my undivided attention. It's what I did to get this 11,000 words on paper. It's what you might need to do to get the right plan in place for your finances. So we're going to keep talking about this. And I think, well, you know, I've heard people say in the past, I've heard people say in the past, hey, if you do what you if you if you do what you love, you won't have to worry about the money. The money will come. And the cynical part of me has always said bullshit to that. 
bullshit. You actually have to have a plan. You need to work the plan, have a process and move towards success. It's just how it happens. There is no luck, no magic, no hidden secrets, shiny bullets, anything like that, or silver bullets, I might add, um, that, that automatically make that an easy one-step process. So after reading through deep work and, 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 and after starting to go through Eckhart Tolle's book, and I'm in chapter one, I think, chapter two, it was almost so much for me to comprehend. I had to stop and switch on serious, serious satellite radio for a minute because it was just, my brain was so consumed. It's a book on spirituality, the power of you. Both of these books say, make a case, one intellectually, one spiritually, that the answer is already inside you. You can't access the answer. You can't find the answer because you're so distracted by everything else. I think that's probably more accurate. And I don't even know that I fully understand that. But God damn it. I bet it's your problem right now. I know it's my problem. Not trying to project onto you. I'm just saying, I bet it's your problem right now. And I know it's my problem. I know it is. And I'm working my damnedest to try to fix it, to make it so I, I change, I improve, slowing down. And maybe there's some things here in the edgy empire that we're no longer going to do. We create daily articles, daily podcasts, weekly stories, weekly lists, monthly videos and seminars on masterclass. I mean, we've, we've got a lot of stuff here. We're doing, we're doing a lot of stuff. I'm trying to do things that matter. And maybe we'll do less of it. I'm not sure. But I'm committed to being awesome. I don't know you are too. Which makes this entire discussion fun, right? Because if you didn't care, man, it would, it would just be a waste of our time. Because you do care, I'm actually enjoying having this conversation with you. Speaking of conversation, speaking of caring, speaking of being awesome, hey, go to awesomepalooza.com and get your ticket. It is going to be amazing. I've got awesome people talking about awesome stuff, doing world-changing things at Awesome Palooza. I've rented a studio, West Hollywood. It's an action-packed day. We, we, we don't make you stay a couple days. It's everything in one hot day. Not literally. I just mean it's, it's hot to... What, what's the phrase? It's just awesome. God damn it. I'm all tongue-tied today. It's just awesome, and I want you to be there. Brought, I've asked some of my favorite friends to come and join me and help me uh, provide a bit of more awesomeness to you. And I, I want you there. I want you on my team. Uh, I, want, I, want to, I want to spend time with you and learn from you, and I just want the whole day to be awesome. So go to awesomepalooza.com. I've, I've taken $150 off the price of the ticket. $150 off. We're calling it an early bird discount. Maybe we'll call it an awesome bird discount. Who knows? Meanwhile, stay edgy. Be awesome. Be awesome.